Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. Hey guys, so I'm doing something different for this podcast episode and I hope you find it just as helpful. So this week I wanted to take some time to record my reflections on a blog post I'm working on regarding alibrijes. Alibrijes and their use as provocations or a study in the early childhood classroom. So the extended version on alibrijes in a lesson plan will be available through my upcoming blog post, so stay tuned for that. But if you're not familiar with the word alebrijes or what that is, they are Mexican sculptures that are fantastical created creatures. Crisscrossed animals made into one, hand-painted, brightly colored art piece and actually were created from the late Mexican artist Pedro Linares Lopez in Mexico City. These sculptures are now commonly made from wood carvings outside of the city of Oaxaca. However, Linares actually invented them while living in Mexico City out of paper mache. He was a talented artist that actually created alebrije pieces for other famous artists like Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo. So I gave you a little bit of this background information about alebrijes because most recently they were incorporated in a popular animated Disney Pixar film, Coco. Coco has become a most beloved family film, lovingly representing Mexican culture and just like my kids love to watch it, It also means your young students have probably also watched it and most likely have questions or conversations about it. During a recent early childhood conference I attended, the use of alebrijes as a provocation for a preschool classroom was presented and inspired this reflection as well as a blog post I'm posting out again this week as I mentioned before. The training facilitators did a lovely job on how to appropriately introduce alebrijes when students are inquiring about these fantastical creatures and clearly have an interest to learn more and to incorporate them in their learning. From that workshop interest uh, came my own uh, kids interest so I thought it would be helpful to create some additional guides on learning more about this subject while still honoring the culture they represent. When I looked into more teacher resources about alebrijes I found that the ideas made them into craft-like activities or had these like superficial worksheets to color. So as if those activities could spark any deeper learning, right? Or promote the development of 21st century skills. This reflection then brought me to my experience in planning lessons that ensure authenticity while allowing for opportunities for students to practice those said skills. And to be clear, the 21st century skills that I work off of have been developed by the last three years of my grant work of the kindergarten experience alongside Dr. Garcia from Alessi Group while working with kindergarten teachers. In my past early childhood work, I've always planned my lessons with these skills in mind. It's just that now we have these these uh, jargons that's called 21st century skills, right? So in my early childhood background, we like to think that We're preparing kids for lifelong learning beyond the classroom. So these skills are, and this is where you would probably want to write this down, communication, creativity, creativity and innovation, curiosity, collaboration, critical thinking and problem solving, 
community and contribution, and the added one, relationships. And the relationships one is actually uh, one that was added by my colleague Debbie Everett after discussing this blog post with her. So, however you're planning a lesson plan, whether it's about Alibrijes, Makerspace, STEM, or stream related, and yes, even math and ELA, these skills are transferable to real world experiences and are foundational to promote deeper learning. Also, when we use the guidelines of these 21st century skills, it means that we are meeting the learning needs of all our students. You're, and this includes your ELLs and those that need an additional learning accommodation. So as I've been taught in my work with foster care children, your lesson plans should be planned based on your most challenging student. When, the child's, when that child's needs are met, everyone is also included as well as part of that support. It's part of creating a classroom family. So back to these awesome alibrijes in your classroom. What types of provocations would you have available for your students? Keep in mind that you want to have open-ended ideas. Uh, for your older students, what would that look like? Do you have access to one or two actual alibrijes sculptures? Perhaps you can ask uh, your students' families. Perhaps an opportunity for an observational drawing for students sketching out one to later be an inspiration for their own creature, having peer groups to collaborate to create one alibrije. So if one student likes dragons and the other one likes tigers, what would that alibrije look like? Do you have access to a 3D printer? Perhaps a collaboration with the class in the upper grades to create an alibrije and then later have the 3D printer printed out. I think that would be awesome. Who... You know, who's going to decide how is that going to be painted? So before closing out this topic, there are some additional considerations to consider with this subject matter or any lesson really for that matter. So listen intently to your students. How are you building on their interests? Honor the exploration process. Embrace the piece where they are just messing around. Messing around with concepts and the materials for this subject. Seek opportunities for deeper learning to extend the experience, especially if the interest isn't as you expected. Come to learn each child and practice a strength-based approach so that you can guide them to the next step. And last, children need time to imagine, create, and innovate. They need multiple entry points based on their interests so you can support their varying developmental needs. Now, I hope you were able to grab some brain nuggets with this podcast episode. And don't worry, I have several upcoming new guests waiting to be released. So stay tuned for guests like Tina Martin from the Adapt Assistive Technology Workshop that's funded by Southwest Human Development. This is the workshop where they fabricate customized assistive tools for children birth to five. I'm also really excited about Led Broad, excuse me, Bradshaw, who is a single parent, a comic book artist, and dad to Jake who's on the autism spectrum. Led actually inspired, um, took the inspirations from his son's drawings and his fixation with superheroes to create a comic book series called Jet Pulse with the character Jake Jet Pulse. So I'm not going to give any more away, but these are just two of the many guests I have lined up for the upcoming episodes. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to my monthly newsletter for my latest blog posts and podcast releases. 
You could also visit my website at www.earlychildhoodjourneys.com and you'll find all my info on how to support the podcast as well as how to stay connected with me. Thanks for listening. Thank you.